We have a confession to make. Andrea and I have fallen victim to the do more, be better message that we have openly pushed against since we launched the Honest Women podcast in May of this year. In today's episode, we get honest about our own expectations and how we have been forced to reevaluate them. Get ready for some raw, real, unfiltered self-disclosure. You're listening to Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly. You're listening to Honest Women. Hey. Hey. Hey, Jess. How are you? I like actually am asking. I know. That's because we were texting yesterday and you know, (laughs) if we were having this conversation yesterday, I'd be like, not okay. Right now, this very second, I'm okay. But yesterday, no bueno. Isn't it funny how it comes and goes so quickly? It is. And that gives me questions. But generally... Mm I think like not my best is what I'd say. I'm not my I like right now I'm my best. A super long workout, like a healthy breakfast. I'm like all dressed and like clean, some checking some boxes, talking to my friend, doing something I love, but like all the other time that's not exactly this moment. Not maybe not my best. Yeah, I hear you on that one. And what's funny about it is whenever I feel not my best, I go into like investigator mode. Mm. They have to understand why. Yeah. And all things. And I ask a lot of questions and I'm a very curious person, which I Mm -hmm. will say isn't always taken in the right way. Mm. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. people will get taken back like I'm being judgy, but truly I just want to understand. But I do that intrinsically too, which can lead to... I don't know, grumpy behavior or, Mm. you know, isolation. I think I've said that before. But really, it's like, okay, what's going on? Why am I off? Like today, I was like, maybe it's the weather. Because the weather here in the Chicagoland area has been rainy and gloomy Mm -hmm. outside. And I am really impacted by that. But Mm -hmm. me too, girl. I am just kind of in the, I wish I was a bear and could go into my cave and hibernate for six months. Okay. So it's funny that you mentioned going into investigator mode because I understand you needing to look for answers around like what's going on for you. I'm not confused about what's going on for you (laughs) because I know your life. And you've been going crazy speed for so long where I think it's been a few months where I'm like, a person cannot sustain this pace. And then the next week I'm like, well, that can't happen again. And then it did for like months. So I like, I'm not surprised. I'm like totally running on empty, which is, which is really funny to hear you saying it because I legit don't see it. (gasps) I know I have to be honest Mm -hmm. right I I think people probably get sick of me saying that line but I am being very honest and my brain does not see how busy because I have fallen victim and do very frequently fall victim Mm -hmm. to this do more be better message Mm -hmm. so as you're saying that my brain is literally going, but I didn't get this done, or I didn't do this, or I still have this. Right. 
Yeah, I hear you. Sometimes I think it's not even about the things that you needed to do, but just the things that you're doing. Even if there are lots of really fun things, it's like a late night here or a kid's project here or a trip there, like, or all the clients that you see, or I'm just like, how? How does one person continue to run so fast? And a lot, it's been a lot of good things. Too much caffeine. Oh, no. Which this is also, though, where I hit my, like, okay, yeah, I'm fatigued because I've drained my adrenal glands or all my, you know, hormones are all jacked from the amount of caffeine I've probably had. So there's one of the problems. Yeah. (laughs) Has anything pushed you over the edge recently? Has anything, like, really iced this cake for you? I don't know that it's one thing. I Mm -hmm. think I am in full shutdown mode where Mm -hmm. when I say, like, I wish I could be a bear and go hibernate, this is when I think my house is an utter disaster because I'm starting to see all the projects that need to be done inside Mm. my home. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean, like, necessarily remodeling or anything. I mean, just organize your stuff, Jess, that kind of stuff. I'm just really, really tired. I also think I do get a little like pre-seasonal affect before the full thing comes where it's like wah, wah, wah. I think people start now. It's definitely been a topic of conversation over the last month. You can feel that it's coming. The days get shorter. We wake up, it's dark. It's dark really early. Okay, but I was poking you a little bit because I want to know – if the okay. child's activity. I knew you were going to. Okay, that. I'm just going to. I'm going to be. I knew you were going there. Yes. So what she's referring to, I do have a couple friends who I am doing this with who are avid listeners of my podcast, and I just love and appreciate them. But we are in charge of a just a little craft thing. Yeah. event at my my kids elementary school where you essentially select the crafts you get the supplies and you put on this whole event where the kids come and they create crafts to give out as <laughs> Christmas presents I'm laughing as I'm talking about this because I'm like what? what I saw your flyer it was not a little craft project it was extensive I started to like hyperventilate reading it I closed it I was like what <laughs> is happening here you are facilitating the handicrafts of like many many young children what yeah this is true and what the cool part about it but also it adds another layer is we also take some of the crafts and go to one of the underprivileged schools and do it there too which is awesome and amazing and I love to get back but it kind of creates actually two events not one In December. I wish people could see my face right now. This is why you had to follow us on Instagram at Honest Women Podcast. Please do. On Instagram. Because then you would see my eyes speak volumes that my my lips are not saying. Overworked (laughs) by choice. That's the hard part too is I can't really blame anybody but myself. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you know I like why. Why? Why in the hell do we keep doing this to ourselves? I mean, we literally started a podcast. Well, <laughs> that's actually another problem, right? We we create yeah. another project we did. that we, we did love. That. We do love. We love it so much. But about don't put such high pressure and expectations on yourself. And then here we are, the biggest hypocrites of all. We're not, okay? Because here's the thing. <laughs> don't label me. Defend us, friend. Here's the thing is if that was a one and done conversation, then people would not need our podcast podcast and we would not need our podcast because they could just listen to an expert say, hey, don't sign up for so many things. And it would be like, okay, and then done. That good point. We know it's not that That's simple. There's so much going on here. So, okay, for me, I broke this down into three zones. Are you I ready? I saw this in your notes and I was like, look at you and your zones. Look at me. 
Zone one is the things that I want to accomplish that are bigger things, right? Like doing this podcast, one day building some sort of online presence, going, I went for an advanced training this month for perinatal mental health. These are the things that like feed my kind of professional, but also my razzle dazzle part, the part that just wants to be big and important and meaningful. That's zone one. And that is an issue for me frequently. However, I am aware of this and I'm becoming more realistic in terms of what can be done. Not all the time. Sometimes it still pops up. Sometimes I still want to sign up for stuff. Sometimes I still like have it. I have lots of ideas, but I'm getting better at being like, okay, sis, really look at the calendar. It's a, it's a struggle. The struggle is real. I'm getting better at it though. Okay. But zone two, this is what's killing me right now. Zone two for me would be all the things that we have to accomplish just to live. Mm. This is where like all of the planning, the prep. So like an example of this would be, it's a new season. So my kids need new clothes because their clothes don't fit. And I have to notice they need new clothes and I just sort their clothes. And then I have to go buy them new clothes. And that's just clothes. That's just the one thing. What about every time they have to eat? And every meal that I have to go plan for and go to the grocery store and come back and do. And then I'm telling you, this is what pushed me over the edge recently. Friggin' school spirit week, man. Oh, I mean. Put you over the edge. It put me over the edge because I thank God for the women on the text chain that Mm. said like, hey, FYI, spirit week is next week. Otherwise, I wouldn't have realized because I'm behind on the emails and I'm behind on all the stuff and I was at a training and it just, I wouldn't have gotten to it. Then I would have been shocked, right? Somehow I had enough forewarning that it was able to go on Amazon and order a bunch of shit that costs extra money so my kids could be wearing Hawaiian things and pajama day and all that stuff. On the execution side, very proud of myself. My kids were mostly ready for this week. But that took up so much time, Jess. Mm -hmm. And nobody notices. Like, did my kids say like, wow, mom, thanks for getting that message, Mm -mm. for going on Amazon, for ordering something, for making sure it was clean and that it fit, for having it ready. You know why? Why? Because you've never disappointed them. Oh no, I disappoint them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me rephrase that statement. They're so disappointed. My kids are disappointed. But I mean the big things. I am thinking, as you said, I ordered all these things, so they, they showed up for Spirit Week. And I am thinking, oh my gosh, one, my parents likely would have never done that for me. And they would have been like, okay, well, life's not fair, kid. Right? Right. How many times you hear that? Life's not fair. And so they, like that feeling of showing up somewhere and being the oddball out, which is what would happen if they didn't show up in their attire. It's almost like we overcompensate in such a way because I don't know, I showed up as oddball out. Yeah. A number of times like I still yeah. have nightmares because I didn't have a starter jacket in the 90s because we couldn't afford a oh. starter jacket what the heck mm-hmm. you know but everybody had a starter jacket right mm-hmm. but that it just was right so I do think some of these expectations though of I have to I, I know for me I think come from my own right. I don't want my kids to feel that sense of disappointment or feeling like the oddball out. It's a total side note, but as you're talking about how hard you work to get your kids all these things for spirit week, because it's part of the community, it's part of that sense of belonging. Like, I just want to highlight that a lot of us didn't grow up with that. Right. Totally. And we do it for them now. Well, and we talk about invisible labor or emotional labor here. Like I'm thinking about how it would feel for them to not be prepared and how they might be disappointed at school. They might be disappointed in me, all of these things. And let me tell you what I was met with instead of like great praise and thanks. A very surly 13-year-old who 
did not want to wear a Hawaiian shirt and didn't know what pants to go with the Hawaiian shirt and wouldn't listen to me when I said, how about khaki pants or how about, it was like drama. He was not happy and so much of this stuff becomes, it's so thankless. And yet I know that I was doing a good thing for them. You know what I mean? I was, this stretched me. Okay, this is a small thing, but this is the stuff that's like draining. It's so heavy. It's It's draining my life force. And and then I start to get resentful again. Mm. And I hate feeling like that. That's where I turn into a bear who wants to hibernate. That resonated with me when you said that resentment. Like I start to feel the resentment. And when I feel resentment, I am not a fun person to be around. And so when that happens, it's like my whole everything just shuts down. Yeah. You know what else I think? about this do more be better and getting stuck in this cycle is we are a society that thrives on accomplishments yeah I mean we've all been conditioned yeah starting in kindergarten I mean you were literally ranked in A a B and it told you how good you were in a certain subject but we have literally conditioned people to thrive on accomplishments right yeah all day every day I'm just asking if I got an A and all day every day I did not but I put in my full effort and that makes me feel mad yeah I literally could bust my ass all day and somehow I'm getting like a C plus and I'm always up teetering with that sense that I'm going to get an F. And I've done a lot of work on my soul to try Mm. to be like kinder to myself and to try to back off a little bit. I understand that there's multiple parts of me at play when I start to feel like this, but also like even if I take all that psychological stuff out, I'm like, there's just too much stuff. Mm -hmm. The number of emails that I get from my kids' school, I could quit my job and just answer emails. It's exhausting. Emails are exhausting. exhausting. So this is zone three. Zone one is like all the big stuff that you want to do and accomplish in your life. Zone two is the day-to-day shit that you have to take care of. Zone three is the one that always gets dropped when I'm overloaded, and it's the one that cannot get dropped. This is fun also to some limit because we can't say yes to everything, but it's enjoyment, exercise, It's rest, connection. These are the things that we have to keep in our lives. And these are the first ones that I drop when I'm over stressed. Same. Those are exactly the ones that go first when really they should be the ones that I hold Mm -hmm. the highest. Okay, so what is eating you up right now? Because I know you said before that you don't know, but as we're talking about it, is anything resonating? I think this is a good time to take a quick commercial break. See you on the other side. Hey there, fabulous ladies. Ready to kick mealtime chaos to the curb? Say hello to your best friend, Factor Meals. No more scrambling for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Just grab a gourmet dish from the fridge and bam, you're good to go. And let's not forget about the smoothies. My son can't get enough. They're not just healthy, they're a taste sensation. You'll fall head over heels for Factor Meals just like I did. With Factor, you can rock your busy schedule without sacrificing flavor or nutrition. Whether you want six meals or 18 meals a week, it's all up to you. Plus, you can hit the pause button or mix up your deliveries whenever life throws you a curveball. Say goodbye to mealtime madness and hello to hassle-free eating with Factor Meals. Head to factormeals.com slash jessica50 and use code jessica50 to get 50% off. That's code jessica50 at factormeals.com slash jessica50 to get 50% off. 
What is eating me up right now? Probably, honestly, I don't know that it's one thing. I think I need to really sit with the expectations I'm setting for myself right now and what I'm able to do and accomplish in a day and in a week Mm -hmm. and get real honest about that. Like, what are you trying to do on a daily basis? I think it's business-related stuff that I need to put on hold. I think that's actually mostly what it is. Your zone one. The zone uh-huh. one. It's all my zone one. There yeah. you go. It's all my zone one that just recognizing my zone ones and where it needs to just be, it just needs to go on hold. And let's just be real here for a second. I have a couple of friends. I just found out an, another one yesterday who are out of work. One is between jobs, got laid off looking for the next right thing. One is taking a sabbatical. And then one I just found out left left their job and probably like doesn't have plans to go back. So three kind of different scenarios. Oh, and one who's on a medical leave. This is how you know that you are not well when you hear about someone who has a medical concern and you're like, oh, I just really wish I had. Oh, totally. Right? How many times yes. you know that this happens with our clients and our friends when you're like, okay, like I just want to get like real sick, but not real, real sick, you know, so somebody could take care of you and you could just stop everything. Because you literally can't. You can't. Right. I've never in my whole, well, <laughs> never since failing as a stay-at-home mom have I wanted to stay at home. But in addition to the work stuff that I want to do and the just like keeping up with life stuff, so I'm feeling really pulled in so many directions. I want to expand my business and my passion and what my calling, but I also really, really feel like my family needs me. Oh, yeah. I really feel like somehow I need to be a better mom, more present. And I hear about my friends who are in these different stages and none of them are easy, by the way. These are all like difficult for their own reasons. But I think, what would it be like to drop one area of my life? What would it be like to not have a day job for a month, for six months, for a year? And I've got some, I've got some envy. And I think part of that is because it's not because I don't love what I do, which is what keeps me doing what I do. It's because I just feel like then I could catch up. Oh, I'm so happy you just said that. It's interesting because when you said I feel envy, my brain said I feel resentment. Mm. And I didn't put that together until you started talking through it. So I think half of my chaos in my brain is just trying to figure things out. And that resonated with me. There's this inner conflict that I will get caught in between I love what I do and I have so many goals and I am motivated and driven by accomplishments and recognition. I am starting to actually admit that to myself. But also there's this big part of me that wishes I I wasn't. Well, and money, to be fair. I'm motivated by money. I want to be able to provide for my family, for our lifestyle. There's a big part of my self-worth that's tied up in that. So that's not why you are a therapist, but it might be part of why you want to build an online brand might be part of why you go, okay, well, I can only do the right amount of therapy one-on-one and I want to be able to expand what I offer while maintaining my income until I can make some trade-offs there, right? Like I just, I can't, I can't put this part down. I can't do it right now. Yeah. I look at, you know, friends who are making that hard choice because it is a hard choice. It's an incredibly hard choice to step away from your work, your passion, your calling, to step away from the money that you bring in and what that means for your identity and to say, I have to, my family needs me, I need the break, I'm burnt out, whatever. There's a lot of bravery in that and I look at that with envy. 
And I can, I can understand why you could look at that with resentment too. You know, when I get caught in that where it's, we also live in this society where everybody likes to one up one another, even when it comes to misery and pain or stress yeah. or all of it. It's not even happiness and joy that people one up as much. I don't see that as much in our society. I see more, well, but you don't have this or imagine if you had this on your plate or you carried that heavy load. I definitely can say I'm guilty of that sometimes. It is not helpful for my mind or my body to feel that, right? So when we talk about the idea of resentment or resenting other people's courage to walk away or to put something down or to choose this, it's just an interesting concept that I haven't really thought about till we started talking through yeah. it and how often my brain will go, well, I just can't. Like, I can't put that ball down. I can't not do this, which isn't, I would, you know, if I was on the opposite end of this conversation as a therapist, you know, I'd poke holes all over that. Yeah, because we'd wonder why, right? We'd wonder what's really going on there, right? Are we talking, is there actually a a limitation here? Is there some, you know, it's just so much more complicated than we make it when we say right off the bat, I can't put that down. So this whole high expectations for oneself and feeling just the weight of it all. This was not going to be the topic for an episode. We just decided to have this conversation yesterday, truly. I mean, this is very kind of almost going to be a live type of episode. You're going to hear it pretty quickly after we're recording it. But why don't you talk about what you were telling me, how all of the weight of it all negatively impacts you. So it's showing up in my body. I did not understand that I grew up so often surpassing my limits or ignoring my limits. You know, I would just stay up later or I would drink or eat more or I would diet more or I would, you know, like push myself more. It was just more, 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 more. And I feel like I grew up like that. I don't know if it's turning 40 or if it's like I can finally hear my own body. I don't know what it is, but I am exquisitely aware of the ways that this has impacted my health. And it's not good. It's really not good. I started working with a functional medicine nurse practitioner about almost a year ago, nine months ago. She was the first person that I could go, you know, I'd go to the doctor and say like, I do not feel well. Then the doctor would say, well, you know, you've got four kids. You've got a stressful job. It's been hard. You're 40 now. And make it seem like it was normal. It's not normal. So when I stopped being able to sleep well, when I started putting on weight kind of outside of what I would expect, when I just started feeling a lot of anxiety symptoms in my body, I was like, no, I need to figure this out. That can't be the only answer. So I've been doing so much work around trying to recover my health, trying to be able to sleep and prioritizing that, trying to exercise, taking supplements. I'm working on my immune system. I'm like doing all of this shit. And sometimes I still feel so bad. I got my hormones tested. I got my results back and they were so bad. They were so bad. And in one way, it was really, it really validated what I've been experiencing. I'm like, well, no wonder. And even the the nurse practitioner I'm working with was like, you couldn't try your way out of this. You couldn't work your way out of this. But I have now more questions than answers. I'm like tracking my blood sugar now. I'm wearing a continuous glucose monitor. I am like doing the work to find out what's happening in my body. And you know what's happening? Bad shit. Bad shit is happening in my body. And I notice now from tracking my blood sugar that my blood sugar changes more based on stress than it does based on food. 
I can literally eat a bowl of ice cream and it does not show up in my body the same way that coaching that volleyball game that was a real nail nail biter sure did or doing this like stressful thing for work. So it's in my body and I just feel like I can't ignore it anymore. I feel like I can't say do more. I can't exercise my way out of this. I need like literal medical attention right now to deal with the stress in my body. And like I said, I am at the point where I'm like, I can't supplement my way out of this. I cannot do more exercise and sleep more. And like all of these things have to happen. They all have to happen. And if I don't start dealing with some of the stress of our life, if I don't start figuring out how to say no to things or letting myself off the hook or getting more help, then I am super well equipped for a mountain climbing expedition. But we need to talk about the mountain. Yeah. That's what I say have said in therapy recently. Yeah, that, that medication sounds really important. But those are like, you know, those boots with the spikes on the bottom. That's your equipment. Then we can talk about your equipment all day long, but we need to also start talking about the mountain. Absolutely. I love that metaphor that you're speaking to. I think we are going to for sure do a follow-up episode that we can dig into because Andrea started her journey uh, with kind of just looking into how our body functions in this past year. I started a journey a few years back before COVID hit It was a very long journey, but what I learned about myself and my body and the way in which it works is really important, and I think it would be a good episode for us to do just to talk about our journeys. We're not medical professionals. We're not functional medicine doctors by any means, but I'll tell you what. I learned a lot about how a body functions by studying my own on this journey, and when you talk about hormones and all these things that I would love to get on a soapbox about right now, but we're not going to do it this episode, it is just talking to women about all these things that we've learned about our own bodies. And when you talk about blood sugar, it's interesting. I had a somebody I worked with years ago who was diabetic and would wear, you know, the the, uh, monitor. And it was always fascinating when we went to a really deep place where there was a lot of stress in her body, her monitor would go Mm -hmm. off. I wish I could have videotaped and shown it to the world on this is an actual depiction of how stress impacts our body's ability to function. And my body is very similar. It shuts down. I I think a lot when you see me going a million miles an hour and you're like, okay, it's going to stop. She's going to stop. A lot of times it's because my body stops. Mm -hmm. So I start getting a lot of aches in my body where I have, you know, muscular pain. I'll get cold sores. My hair will start falling out. I mean, literally my body will be screaming at me. And even though I know these things, I still get to the point where my body has to scream at me for me to listen. You know why? Because I think you do the same thing that I do. When I feel overextended, there's a little part of me that's like, you need to do something more so you feel better about yourself. That like stupid little person on my like shoulder that keeps telling me that, I want to flick, stop telling me to do more. And even though it's my own, right? Right. You know what's interesting? I was talking to my husband about stress. He's like, people always talk about stress. Like I'm like stress. Like what is, I'm like, oh my God. Part of me wants to be like, you don't have the stress that I do. This is where it starts to impact our relationship. You don't have as much stress because I am carrying a lot of stress for our family. And I know that you mentioned when we were talking about this, that this can negatively impact you like in relationship. Big time. I'm kind of not fun to be around. I'm not nice. I'm very, you know, like edgy and poor husband. I feel like whenever I'm really, really stressed and he's really happy, I almost am like mean to him, which is not great. I'm not recommending that. But 
it's I have to own my own right. that I get mad or resentful right. when he seems happy, easygoing, things are going well, and I'm feeling the weight of everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe what we need to do here, well, not maybe. There's no maybe involved. I think one of the biggest things that we have realized, you and I, right now, is we need to revisit these expectations mm-hmm. that we have set for ourselves. I will also say it comes with a changing of season mm. that I need to get better at, yep. right, and and get into the habit of is when there's a changing of the season, expectations for myself need to be reevaluated. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating that at this time when I'm feeling it all, it's the changing of the season. For sure. And that season doesn't just have to be tied to nature or to the calendar. For us, there's been a new season in our world where my husband got a different role at work. It is a role with more expectations and more responsibility. I'm super proud of him. This is awesome. Also, when his life changes like that, I'm just noticing that like his availability goes down. And the systems that we had in place that might have worked before, they're not working now. Mm -hmm. And we need to revisit as a partnership, not in a you are doing something wrong way. We actually have to like get that completely off the table. We need to revisit in this isn't working. So what does it look like if you start having to be downtown more often? If you start having to have more nighttime events, if you start having to travel more, what's the minimum standard of care around our home? Who deals with the dishes when I make dinner? The answer is you, by the way. It's not me. Can we agree to some baseline stuff? Or maybe even can we agree to communicate around it in a new way? Because I need to hear acknowledgement of, hey, I know that I've got a lot extra on my plate and I've got something that came up tonight and I'm not going to be home. And I know that this means it all falls on you. And thank you. I need to hear that. I'm going to need to hear that every day until the day that I die. I can bear up under our circumstances when needed if I hear that. And with the changing of this season, with this new assignment, we need to have a conversation. We need to reevaluate what our life looks like because rolling from one to the next is not working. Yeah. So what I hear is revisiting expectations that we have for one another within our homes too. So definitely for ourselves, what am I expecting of myself, which is one thing when we look at like zone one stuff, right? But when we're looking at kind of that zone two stuff that you said, it's also reevaluating, wait a minute, what are their expectations that we have for one another within our home? And it's not always a fun conversation. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's fun. In fact, I kind of avoid it, if I'm being honest, a lot of times because I'd rather things just, you know, just change automatically rather than address them. Right. I'd rather be mad at you like passive aggressively than just have the conversation directly. I would rather you just come up to me and be like, so I'm really noticing that you're you're you just seem really stressed what can I do differently to help you how's that working for you not great (laughs) it's not great I think I I think I probably should get rid of that fantasy but it plays out so beautifully inside of my brain it does (laughs) so here's where after today's conversation about our own expectations and facing the knowledge that we've fallen victim in these past couple months to this do more, be more mentality. I want to say to all the women who are listening, at any point in today's episode, if you found yourself nodding or even throwing your arms in the air and stating, ah, that's me too, you're not alone. Even the people who look like they have it all together, they don't trust us on that one. As we approach 
this holiday season, maybe we all need to take a minute, tune into our bodies and our minds and ask ourselves, am I expecting too much of myself? And remember, Superwoman is nothing more than a fictional character. Thank you for listening to another Honest Women episode. Want to make this conversation a part of your daily life? And let's be honest, who doesn't? Don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you know a woman who could use a little more honest conversation in her life, please share this podcast with a friend. And you may have noticed this new episode just dropped on a Tuesday. So join us moving forward every Tuesday for a little bit more honest conversation. If you have any ideas for show topics, please send us an email at hello at honestwomenpodcast.com. Until next time, hang in there, ladies.